Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and welcome to a very special edition of Songs and Stories. Was a night before Christmas and all through the house Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse All the stockings were hung by the chimney with care In hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there Hi, everybody. Welcome to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is a very cool special holiday Christmas edition, obviously, of Songs and Stories. That was a little bit of The Night Before Christmas with the Led Zeppelin riff from Robert Berry and the December People. Robert is the guest on this episode of Songs and Stories. I'm going to hear a lot more from him in just a little bit. Um, as, we're, as we're speaking and sitting this morning, this afternoon, we're looking at the, the eve of Thanksgiving week with Christmas right around the corner and you know the holidays, which means friends and family and parties and lots of fun and a little bit of insanity at the same time. It is the holidays. Things are busy. It also means a lot of music. And I finally made it to a December People show uh, this year, my friend Lori Roberts, the the fine fine DJ at uh, K Pig and K Fox, and she's been around for a long time doing a lot of cool stuff. Last year, I said you have to come see Robert and the December People, and I said Robert Barry, I I knew him years ago, and so this year I went, and it was just insanely clever and lots of fun. And as Robert describes in this interview, we're going to do. He said it's really hard to describe if you haven't been to a show. The the CDs are great, and I. Buy all three of them. I did, but they what they've done is they've merged classic rock riffs, evocative of bands you've heard, with Christmas songs. So it's not a parody. Uh, it's 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 fun. It's loud. It's just it's it's joyous. It's a food drive at every live show they do. So it's just really cool. Um, before we get into the December People Project, because it is the holidays, let me do one quick plug for me. I'll talk about Robert, and we'll hear some more music, and then we'll talk to him for a long time in his studio, Sound Tech, in Campbell, California. Uh, last year, I did a little holiday EP called Lump of Coal. It was really fun. It had a, a few original new songs, some live tracks. In fact, it had a song about Thanksgiving called Black Friday's Eve. It had a song about the Christmas demon, the Krampus, called The Krampus Comes Out Tonight. It was really well received. We actually sent it out in a handmade package with 
an angel Christmas ornament made out of my old guitar picks, and people really liked it. So we did a very small run of those. It got some airplay. It was really just really, really nice. So this year we're doing it again. We're putting together a small a small collection of these. And this year my wife decided instead of an angel, we're going to send these out with Krampus Christmas ornaments. And if you want to learn more about the Krampus, listen to the Krampus comes out tonight or watch one of the... I think four movies about the demon that are coming out in time just for the holidays. But uh, this year, Lump of Coal ships with a Krampus Christmas ornament. They're very cute. They're like a little demon, but it's like, you know, bite-sized. It's like a three-inches tall. And uh, you can find that at my uh, website, michaelgaither.com, on the music page. The music itself is available as a download on iTunes and cdbaby.com. So check that out. It was a fun project. We're kind of dusting it off and doing it a little differently this year. Uh, and keeping the music thing going. Robert Berry is an amazing musician, and I met him. It's funny how incestuous that music is in a good way, because everybody knows everybody. I met him over 20 years ago at Tandem Computers on a corporate TV show called First Friday. At the time, I was going to San Jose State studying broadcasting, and I worked for the company, so I got to kind of like hang out with the video people on Friday and and do stuff and learn stuff and made some lifelong friends. And so Robert was on the show, and he was the music director doing music cues back at a keyboard, and he was good. Uh, There's a reason he was so good, because at the time he was touring with people like Keith Emerson and Carl Palmer, and he was part of Ambrosia, and he's worked with Sammy Hagar. He just produced a new Greg Kinn record for you folks here in the Bay Area. So he's just an amazing musician at his Soundtech Studios in Campbell, which is like he says in this interview, more of a museum than just a studio. He's produced hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, what was funny, in fact, as we were talking, we knew we had people in common, and for some reason, the late, great, God, we miss him, Chuck McCabe came up, and he goes, I knew Chuck, I recorded him. We, we lost Chuck about five years ago, and Chuck was just a, an amazingly brilliant songwriter. Became I kind of caught him at the tail end of the, the little bit he was still with us, and he was just a, a gentleman, a mentor, loved to teach. Uh, God, we miss him. But Robert knew him, and I said, well, if you know Chuck, you know Steve Kritzer, the guy who I play with as a you know a duo, and and he said, yeah, Steve was in here recording earlier this week, so I had no idea. So everybody knows everybody. It's very cool. Um, one person in this particular case that really kind of was kind of the linchpin was Lori Roberts, the DJ. She's with KPIG, she's with KFOX, she goes back as far as KOME and KSJO, and her and Robert have been friends for a long time. And last week she said, you have to go see the December people, and we finally did, and it was brilliant. So, Lori, if your ears are burning, we, we brought you up a few times, but mostly in good ways. So uh, We had a good time. We talked about his whole background, and then we talked about how the December people project kind of got together. And it's a fascinating story, and if they don't do that many shows, I'll let, I'll let Robert introduce the band, you know, secondhand in the interview, but these guys play with Boston and Sammy Hagar and the Tubes. I mean, these are like major, major musicians. They get together in December and do just a small number of shows as really as food drives for local charities. And if you're in the Bay Area, you have two more chances to see them. I'm going to pull up my website, click, click click. If you're um, in the Bay Area, they're going to be at the Heritage Theater in Campbell, California on Friday and Thursday, excuse me, December 10th. They'll be at the Firehouse Arts Center in Pleasanton, California on Saturday, December 12th. They're doing a few shows back in, in, in Minnesota. They're doing one um, one more here on the coast up in Oroville or in California up in, in Oroville. And, and that's it. So if you want to see them live, those are your chances. Go to DecemberPeople.com. 
Also go to robertberry.com and take a look there. You can also go to my site, michaelgather.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com, and I'll put a blog up with all all kinds of links about Robert and what they're doing. Um, to get this started, let's hear a little bit more music. You heard Robert singing Twas the Night Before Christmas at the beginning, and it's a beautiful piece. Um, here's a couple of more things. Let me see. I have a big list of songs I wanted to pop into this, but uh, we wouldn't have time for the whole show. Let's hear a little bit of Angels We Have Heard on High, which has a very familiar riff you'll, you'll get like in the first couple of notes, and then a little bit of their take on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Again, there's like three CDs full of stuff that I could pick from, but let's hear Angels We Have Heard on High, a little bit of Rudolph, and then we'll sit down and talk to Robert Berry at Soundtech Studios in Campbell, California about his career and people he's worked with and the December people. Here we go. Sweetly singing all the 
right. We're talking about the World Theater Monterey. Lovely place, but uh, Siri just steered us wrong. It's like, go this, make a left, make a right. We found some residential area, and then we found a big road close sign that my wife went, I can, say F, I can say the F word on the podcast. She's like, screw this. I'm going. I just barreled to the parking lot. You know, they didn't used to have signs. Yeah. First couple of years we played, we couldn't find it. Wow. All right. We're recording. So. Okay. Well, then I'm going to stop talking now because we've already been talking. Aren't we? We've talked over. <laughs> that was the interview. We, we went and got coffee, and that was the I'm interview. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hoarse now. I won't That's be able to. <laughs> what were we talking about? So it's nice to see you and hang out a little bit. We I appreciate have, you stopping by. We met a long time ago. At a corporate TV show, first Friday, Tandem. Tandem. Back when Tandem was Tandem, and I was I was pulling cables, and this is I was thinking about this. Well, Dave Keller says hi. Clark Smith says hi. Um, there were a couple. Of, probably you ever hear from Baron Sarto? I don't hear from Baron. You know, my wife at the time, Baron mm-hmm. was hitting on her mm-hmm. when she said, "Oh, my husband is Robert Berry. Just came back from England." Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, he's a musician. Really? Oh, we're, we're, maybe we'll talk about doing some music and try to back out of the, you right. know, <laughs> trying to pick her up. Is that and how you got the gig? That's how I got the gig. on your wife? That's yeah, he goes, well, she goes, well, here, here's his number. Give him a call. And Darren, <laughs> that was a super creative guy. He was. And, he still uh, is. He's still Amazing guy, yeah. That's how you got the gig. That's, That's so how I got funny. the gig, yeah. So you were doing, the, it was this once a month corporate TV show for those of you watching at home. I was pulling cable behind a camera. I was going to sound like and you were the guy in the back of the room doing music cues. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't realize you played with Keith Emerson and Carl Palmer. And That's you right. Played with Greg Kinn and Sammy Hagar. And at just, that time, I just got back from England playing with Keith and Carl. That was the three group. In, right? Yes. And before yeah. that was Steve Howe, but that was all in England. Yeah. So I hadn't done Ambrosia or Sammy or right. Greg Kinn and yet. We were thinking, you know. wow, this guy does good music cues. Well, there's a reason <laughs> for that. So. Twenty years later, I I called myself the Paul Schaefer sort of. That was that my, was the my joke. Thing, you yeah, know? that was kind of the moniker. And uh, it, I got to those were great days. Not only they were being involved shows. in tandem, but yeah. I mean tandem computers. They were the dual processor backup. They were it was fail safe. I mean, I, I did all the marketing video music too. Okay. So I was making huge money here at the studio, busy all the time. Mm-hmm. But the pressure was that unless I worked for Baron, when he knew exactly what he wanted, there was a lot of producers there doing all kinds of products, all kinds of videos, all kinds of everything else, and sometimes you get committees deciding if your music's right or not for it, and that gets a little tough when it needs to be done by midnight tonight. We don't like anything you did. (laughs) But it's a 10-minute piece. It's going to take me three days. We need it by midnight. Yeah, in the corporate realm, I have a friend back east that I work with on my day job, Stephen, and he'll get with execs and, like, PowerPoint. He's a really good design guy. And What do you want with this? Well, just work your magic on it, <laughs> and you you give them like twenty seven things and none of it. You probably had that with audio too and music. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes people that know what I do, mm-hmm. that's great. They say, you know, we want you to do what you do. Right. And we're gonna like that because well, I always they, make all the hits with the music. It's not just sound effects. The music moves to the, the different. Yeah, and scenes. if they know that you can do kind of anything, make it sound kind of like this, but right. in your own. You, you probably that get too. that. Yeah. But then there's people that say, "What well, perfect example? This didn't happen to me, but I had." Uh, um, you know, I'm such a non-sport. Jerry Rice was. I'm such a non-sports guy. Jerry Rice <laughs> came in six months ago to do a narration for this kids thing that was going to be used at the Super Bowl or the baseball playoff, whatever it was. So it was a big deal. Event game thing. <laughs> One yeah. little big game thing. And he came in, and I had the, the speaker set up because they were in New York. Mm-hmm. Say, Jerry, great. What we want you to do? Let's take this first couple lines. 
He goes, well, would, you, would you like me to read it? No, no. What do I want? Say this first couple lines nice and slow and this and that. They're telling him everything to do. And three hours later, we had a 10-minute narration done. And they go, that's great. It's a wrap. He goes, well, could, I do, could you do me one favor? This is Jerry Rice, right? Yeah. Being really just sweet. as could be. He goes, could I just read that through once? Oh, well, yeah, okay, but we got it. Well, just let me read it through. That was the the guy did it flawlessly, and it sounded real. Right, because right? he's a great guy. He's an inspirational guy. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. They, they should have just said, well, you know, let's see what you got Instead first. Driving you know, the whole thing remotely, yeah. just let him read it Give first. it your best shot, and then if we don't like something, maybe we'll change it. Are you okay with that? He would have said, yeah, fine. But no, they did every word, you know. Yeah, raise the pitch on that one. He said, draw that out, you know. <laughs> Everything by committee. So that happens sometimes mm-hmm. in, in that production world. But basically because... I don't advertise anything I do, and it's word of mouth, or it's through the music industry that people it's know my work. It's a huge studio, by the way, too. Well, I, yeah. I, this is this is a museum; it's not a studio. Right. I'm looking <laughs> at the closet and the, yeah. and the archive of guitars, and it's beautiful. Anyway. You know, one of the things I did, and I still do, I started with uh, Miramax Films. I do soundalikes, and that's like I did "Time in the Season" by the Zombies for a movie. It sounded mm-hmm. just like the Zombies. I had to work it till it did, so I needed the exact right guitar, I needed to get the right snare drum, because there's certain sounds, and I have a hundred guitars down here because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, every kind of bass, every kind of snare drum. The right tone, the right everything. effect, the right... Yep, they all sound different, believe it or not. And that's why you see so much of it. You see the old Moog synthesizers. There's mm-hmm. a real grand piano out there, a Yamaha C7. It's a $40,000 piano, fantastic piano. Then there's digital pianos, mm-hmm. and there's... Oh my God! There's analog tape. There's Pro Tools. Everything that well, is in tape too. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We barely use it anymore because Pro Tools is getting to be so good. It sounds right. so good. But anything from when well, you see some djembe's in there, mm-hmm. African drums. Uh, oh my! I'm just everything. You see Santa hats. Well, that's a season. <laughs> you're one of the so you're one of the guys that actually has a lot of guitars because you want all those tones, not because you're a collector. Yeah, right. I'm a collector too. My but you col- actually use everything. But I use them, most yeah. of them. There's some that I've never played, mainly the junky ones. My mm-hmm. dad had the Vox store, yeah. which was the kind of amplifiers the Beatles used when right. I was very little. And it didn't mean as much to me then as after he was gone right. that I have a couple of things that for collection. Anything I would see in his store that was like cheap guitars, Tyscos and Silvertones, mm-hmm. Americana guitars, I like those. And then. Let me take it back to. Yeah. yeah, and anything that are guys I played with. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, if you look at that bass right there, it's Rickenbacker, just like Chris Squires. It's a 1959. Wow. He signed it. Wow. And uh, I have Steve cool. guitars from Steve Howe and Sammy Hagar. And the, the, the collection is kind of guys I played with. I have mm-hmm. Greg Kin 12-string. He had the, the six-sided Vox 12-string. Right, right, right. One of those. Um, just That's my theme. And if you want to see him, they're on his guitars page, and I'll link to that yes. on the podcast. Yeah, on the page, definitely, yeah. yeah. So going back a little, so your your father had a music store. Yeah, your whole family was involved in music, and That's then we'll right. get to, then we'll get to December people. But so okay. your your dad had a music store. Yeah, so you've been around music your entire life. Yeah, I was sentenced to music. I like to say. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, it wasn't a choice. choice. I can actually I can do something else besides uh, music. I can mow lawns. That's about it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No other talents. <laughs> well, you've done pretty well at this. I've been lucky actually. Mm. I I kind of have always built the studio to the standard I wanted to be at which is working with guys like Keith Emerson and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that would be a very high st- standard. Okay. But, you know, you got to pay for this stuff. So people that find me, they want the best of what sure. audio and stuff has to offer and, and instruments and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've been lucky. I've been busy for 30 years here. Wow. Yeah. 
here in downtown Campbell, in a very yeah. nondescript-looking location. That's right. Good. That a sealed, sealed building. Yeah. And so we were talking earlier. So I saw the December People kickoff show for this year on Saturday, and I just kept saying it's big, it's fun, it's loud, and I, I think I was smiling. I was laughing through half just because it was so much fun. And you were saying when you were a kid, you you really didn't sing Christmas songs. No, you know, not around the not around the piano no, at home. Because my dad had a band, my mom sang my dad's mm-hmm. band, and they were paid to play. You right, know, they they right. made a living doing it. Right. And also, I started piano lessons at six. I had mm-hmm. twelve years of piano lessons, and every Christmas I'd have to learn a couple songs in second, third grade. I have to play it for the class, and the class didn't want to hear me. Even had the teacher say, "Okay, Mister mm-hmm. Berry's going to play now." Silent Night, and nervous as I could be, I get up in front of my peer group, and I play Silent Night, and then I'd be done. They go, hmm, okay, mm-hmm. recess. You know, so yeah. it wasn't like a right, great experience. Yeah, right, right. runs out of the room. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. yeah, right. Oh my God, a pl- I'm standing ovation from right. the second grade. No, it wasn't no. like that. <laughs> no. So it, you know, it just wasn't. I loved Christmas. Right. I loved the tree and getting the presents and all that part. It wasn't I didn't like. I just didn't like the performing part of it and, and the music part of it as much because it wasn't a, a positive thing in my life, mm-hmm. sort of, you know. But when I thought of this concept, which was originally a record company called Magna Carta asked me about it, mm-hmm. which is a progressive company out of New York that does a lot of Jethro Tull and Dream Theater and all that kind of heavy progressive mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, you know, we'd like you to do a Christmas album. I said, <laughs> I'm You're not like, really <laughs> big on Christmas songs. You're running out of the room at that point. Yeah, I yeah. said, you know. Um, they said, well, think about it. And I thought, you know, I have this kids series I'm doing called Mother Goose Rocks. I saw the CD, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really great. And I, we're not doing it right now, but mm-hmm. I did like six or seven of them. And it was, it, I can remember it was Britney Spears-style song doing Wheels on the Bus. Mm-hmm. And we just try to match them up. And usually the singer would have to sound like Britney Spears. That was the biggest part of that. Mm-hmm. I thought, what if I took Christmas songs? So you're like, hmm. And and sort of did that. But actually, since I know classic rock, mm-hmm. and the first album was going to be based on ELP and Queen and Led right. Zeppelin and stuff. Which I Queen really, song did you cover? Well, I'm not going to tell you because Lori said you were complaining about the lack of Queen in our show. I, did you? Did you? Co- I don't think you played it. <laughs> we didn't know. You have talked to Lori, haven't you? Yes, Jeez, Lori. We, we did the first two years we played it. We have... I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It wasn't a complaint. It was just an no, observation. No, I know it's not. Uh, but it was my funny. best rock concert ever. So you know, it's the one that, that bubbles up, right? Yeah. Well, it's based on Bohemian Rhapsody plus um, Keep Yourself Alive. Okay. The early Queen stuff. I'm happy then. It's all like jammed into that. Sure. It's, it's it's amazing. And the vocals got all the Queen kind of vocals, double guitar. It's, it's got the stuff. Nice. nice. You'd, you'd as a musicologist, you'd go, oh, oh, oh that, oh that. Which is the real key to December people. Right. People that like music. When that piano starts, that it sounds like the Journey riff from Don't Stop Believing. Mm-hmm. Saturday night. Yeah, they click right, clap. Right. And even though the riff is not Journey, right. it sounds like it it's is. It's evocative enough of it where it's like, yeah. it's the tones. It's, the probably, tone it's probably the tone and it's just close enough. And the rocking piano thing, yeah. yeah. It's Angels Revert on High. And once it kicks in, that's where people, I like to say, get the joke. And yeah. Because they know both songs. Right. You right. Know, when you were four years old, you were singing in Angels We Have Heard, but you haven't heard what down, 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 yeah. you know. So 
I Plus, chicks what, love Journey, you know. So it's just you open the show with, with that in the medley. You've, you've yeah. got you've got everybody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and when you draw the chicks, then you draw the guys. Pretty much. That's right. <laughs> did Lori give my whole critique of the show? Oh, is that what? She, yeah, she did tell me. Yeah, he was saying there should be more chicks there. That's right. <laughs> no, no, no. That's um, funny. You know, I I got a. Well, I was going home, going because Lori said, "Don't just give him a band, give him a song," and I'm like. Bohemian Rhapsody, you could do Away in a Manger and Hallelujah. I was having this whole, but now I don't have to. That's the covered. hard part. And right. it takes me two years to get an out. If, if you look at, since you're in the studio with me here, mm -hmm. that music stand behind that piano, mm -hmm. I'm going to walk over there real quick. Sure. You, you tell me what the names of these books are. Okay. Merry Christmas, Level 1B. Okay. Book. Dear Santa. Dear Santa. This is Please Come Home for Christmas, a great song I haven't done yet. Look at this, Christmas Showstopper. These are vintage Christmas books. Now, this Christmas Time was one of my first songs piano for Christmas books Time. Piano arrangements for five-year-old boys mm -hmm. taking piano lessons. Wow! So this is up here all the time, all the time. This never leaves. And yeah, and not to not to give away part of the show. It was a nice bit, but. I, it was about halfway through. You talked about how you can't just force fit a song, and you did. It might have been Silent Night, and you tried it three different ways, and yep. you, it doesn't always work. No, and it, Silent Night. It was Night, a nice demonstration of, yeah. the, of the process. Because it sounded terrible in Ozzy Osbourne. Right. Right. And right. it sounded terrible in uh, Brown Sugar, let's say, you know, right. trying to put those right. together. But then we did, which is on the album, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Mm -hmm. And it almost sounds like that should have been the original song. It would have been a hit with Silent Night. Right. All the music, all the little riffs and stuff. Yeah. And it's clear, wow, some of them really do. Well, what I don't know if you're a Rush fan or not. But I, it was funny because when you were when you were going, Lori doesn't like she Rush. Hates Rush yeah. And I'm going, this is why I love Lori Roberts. This is like, eh, I, I, I tried so hard. I tried, but that got me too. I was like, oh, this is good. It fits so well. It's got the Tom Sawyer riffs, the Moog, the bass pedals, all oh, things. Oh, it's great. And it's decked the halls. When it's decked the halls, you go, well, it's not Giddy Lee going, that voice of his, and it's not some of their, I mean, their lyrics are great. Right. The, the drummer writes the fantastic right, lyrics. Right, right. But it's a little little nine, but that song yeah. is amazing, done like Rush, just like something on the new album. Well, it, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, our encore, ZZ Top. That was with the Another beards. Yeah. Fits yeah. like a glove, and it so does. does Silver Bells in the Tom Petty. I was going to say, to defend my, my, my queen criticism, only because I didn't go to last year's show, when you hit Silver Bells and Tom Petty and threw in the extra riffs, I'm like, I could, I mean, I would, I, that's, that's what I always say, I could leave now, I'm good. Right. You covered Tom <laughs> Petty, and it fit really well. It was just, that's when I was just smiling and laughing. It's, and, and it wasn't forced. It just that's like right. wow, this works. You had like two hours show of stuff I, and three CDs of this stuff, and it works. Yeah, we have four CDs actually because the first one they did for the record company. Oh, that's okay. the one that has Queen on it. Oh, okay. so it has also. Um, We're not going to let this go. Do you know Gen Genesis? Lamb lies down on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Got a piece. I forget the song. It was mostly progressive. The first album. Wow. Um, Night Before Christmas, Zeppelin was on there. That's one of your favorites, I yeah, think, too. That's, yeah. That really works nicely. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just cool the way it all lays out. Yeah. And, but it does. It takes me two years to get ten new songs that fit like a glove. Cause right. I'm, I have still I have five versions of Stone songs, just me playing guitar and singing them, that I thought, this one's going to work, this one's going to work, and it didn't work. It's a lot of trial Still don't have a Stone song. Yeah. I mean, that, that should be easy. Stones, right? They've got a million songs. But it's not, because without mix... Odd voice. Once yeah. you take away, dang, dang, 
you know, brown sugar riff. Mm -hmm. Once you take that away, there's not a whole lot identifiable to the song like there is in Journey, that down, 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 that riff, you know. Um, For all that Mike Campbell stuff and Tom Petty, I mean, oh, those are real yeah. signature riffs. He's an amazing guy, you yeah. know, he's really, and he did uh, Don Henley, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did so. you happen to catch the Mud Crutch tour a couple no, years ago? No, Oh, God, that was fun. That was, Tom Petty got his original band back together, which was pretty much Mud Crutch with Mike Campbell, Ben Montech, um, and just did half yeah. covers, and they played mm. the Santa Cruz Civic, and I got to revisit my youth. It was fun. I read his book. It's very good. I got to pick Petty. that up. It just came out. Quite just, good. I just finished the Warren Zevon book and actually gave it to Lori. So uh, she text. reads? Apparently. Hmm. She's not listening to this. So. <laughs> she might. She might. <laughs> I'm always in trouble with her anyway. So you kicked off the official tour last, or the official start of the season. Have you thought about taking, I mean, it's probably got a very, because it's Christmas music, yeah. has a pretty short window. You're November, not going to these December. things in July. Yeah. Although... A lot of states now are having Christmas in July, mm -hmm. and there's a really awful reason for that, but a good reason, too. There's no holidays close, like, to, to July, 4th of July, and then there's nothing. I don't know. What's next? There's kind of Labor Day, but that's kind of just yeah, a day off. Yeah, like Halloween. Really I mean, yeah. there's a big space there right. where there's a window, and people love Christmas. So a lot of these places have Christmas for the merchants. And here's the, the bad reason is... There's no reason to have a sale then after 4th of uh, July. 4th right. of July isn't especially a sale time, you know. No. It's a, it's spooks that's, and goblins. That's kind of force fit. Yeah. So, you know, a week or two after that, you have Christmas in July. They're selling goods, you know. Yeah. It's capitalism. Christmas in July, Costco already has Halloween and Christmas stuff ready anyway. <laughs> right. It's already out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you think maybe like a July show somewhere the, might work our problem is now boston's been on tour the last couple of years might go out oh, again. because the guys in your band the tubes are out on tour so talk about the band besides you who yeah. can do everything you've got got some serious players in yeah, the band yeah. gary peel plays guitar for boston sammy hagar's original guitar player on red and all those mm -hmm. i can't drive 55 right and a great um, singer yeah yeah he i called him up said gary i know you're playing one of the biggest bands in the world but i want to do this christmas band and you know, you're at the top of my list for great players, right. great motivation, great guy. Um, he goes, well, it sounds interesting. I said, well, we're going to do it for charity, food banks. He goes, I'm in. Yeah, and to give it Just away like a little that. bit, if you buy the record, he, I think he, he'd sing lead on um, All I Want for Christmas is My Two, my two Front Teeth, teeth. <laughs> like Bad to the Bone. And it works. <laughs> yeah, it worked great. And what's funny, it's usually, he see, we've done the World Theater for five years, mm -hmm. so he didn't want to do what he usually does, but his... His thing is, he goes, Robert wanted me to sing this George Thorogood thing, and I thought, ah, that's kind of a weird song. But then I realized my favorite singer when I was young was Goofy, <laughs> who stuttered, you know, right, right. and he like, do for teeth. He goes, so you tell me, does this sound like George Thorogood or Goofy? You know, right. it's, so it's funny a, that way. He had a bit set up for it. It's great, yeah, but he didn't want to do it again. Like there, you heard the Virgin Mary, the Michael Jackson thing mm -hmm. we did. He didn't want to do that Our either. Our pastor loved that. I told me he goes, oh, this, he thought it was brilliant. It was, it's so funny. And since, which was amazing, Saturday night, two-thirds of the crowd was new people. Mm -hmm. That was really something. I said, come yeah. on, Gary, we got to do it. You got to, come on. These people deserve to hear that. All right. <laughs> it was clever. It was. It is. Not, not clever like, in a, it was just clever like brilliant and fun and the whole bit. And no one really knows what's going to happen, you know, talking about the baby Jesus and all that. And then he yeah. sings that chorus. Already goes, oh, the kid is of not course. Son, you know. <laughs> We're just going, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So that was Gary. Who And who else is in the band? And that's something we, we can't mm -hmm. record because that sounds like 
Michael Jackson and Billie Jean, sure. you know. So that, that's not what we do. We actually yeah. use the real Christmas song melody and chords. So you have so. to go to the live show to see it. That's the thing. That, You've yes, got to go see it live. One. Yeah. Um, David Lauser, drummer extraordinaire from Sammy Hagar band oh, for like man. 40 yeah. years. And is he not fun to watch? Yeah. He, he just, I was smiling the whole time. Oh, yeah. And he does when he's doing the who and everything. He's just, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, Dave Med plays keyboards for the tubes. We just saw the tubes last month. And God, they're good. They're Great, huh? Yeah. As good as ever. Not all the, the dancers and everything like they used to have, but Fee is still doing it. He's and a great front man. He's so funny. Yeah, he's, great. he's so entertaining. I, I just did Roger Wells last year, Roger's solo album, Roger mm-hmm. Steen. I know, the guitar Santa. player from the... Yeah, the fantastic. It was really... Real. I mean, it's, it's a great album, not just good. Yeah. He really wrote some material, and, and I love his voice. He's got a kind of a, a Mark Knopfler a little bit, kind of, oh, but, nice. but not as Bob Dylan-ish, more melodic, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. has that tone. It's a very cool, really good voice. Um, and Jack Foster, who has six CDs out, mm-hmm. um, solo artist that has done great. He's a really fine musician and singer. And a great and, singer. Yeah. yeah. He, he actually sort of filled out all the missing pieces that the rest of us couldn't do. Like, he's great at he always sang barbershop quartet. He sang all. He went to. School I was going to say there were certain people like the keyboard player. I think hit some of the high he stuff. He sings all yeah. the way, the really high stuff. He, he was doing the Steve there. Perry part. No, yep. that was that. Was that him? Or was that was that? That was Dave Med. Okay. Keyboard, yep, singing that high stuff in the rush. He sings that up there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I sing high, but no, nah, not up there. Not yeah, there. and it was nice to hear you sing. I've only heard you do music cues huh? before on no, That's right. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's like wow. I knew he was good. Now I can. I've seen this. This is yeah. Great. It was. Um, it's very demanding vocally, the whole thing. For Dave and I both, we're singing a lot of high songs. I'm the, yeah, I was The there. Little Drummer Boy's way up there, and Emmanuel. There's some ACDC. Like, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, it's demanding, but you know, it's... Really nice handled. harmony work, though. It's really nice. Because cool. you got to... For those, for those classic songs, you've got to hit those pieces, too. Yeah, and and we have a great sound man. He, he, he has all that, all the, all the sounds, echoes, and different things down, but we also have a fantastic lighting team yeah. and effects 3B production, Kevin Boone, that doesn't happen by chance. What you saw with all those lights? No, I could tell. And it That's was, a, again. It just it was a it was a rock concert. It's a fifty thousand dollar light rental, mm-hmm. but that's ours. That comes with us wherever we go. Nice. And uh, nice. It, every show is full production, and we don't cheat anybody. We just want them to bring food. Mm-hmm. Although in Campbell here, we're doing a sock drive. Oh, with K Fox. That's a good idea. Um, I found out through a friend of mine who's with the downtown street team here that. People donate blankets for the homeless, mm-hmm. but the reason they die or freeze to death is they don't have any socks. Right. Nobody. And I'm thinking, well, no socks. I got five pairs of my drawer I don't even want. I mean, I just don't wear them. Ah, oh, that color's not right. Socks right? and beanies are important. You believe that? Yeah. that? So we're doing a rock sock drive with K Fox nice. for this uh, Campbell Heritage Theater. And I'm kind of excited about that because as much food, and you saw the food, we had mm-hmm. six big barrels of food mm-hmm. there. And the next day we had just as many, so it was like 12 barrels of food in Monterey, which is a lot of food, and then mainly the awareness that brings to people that, oh, sure. yeah, that's right, this is necessary. Then they see all those barrels full. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll think about it Thanksgiving again and Christmas, right. you know. It's, and then you're kind of kicking it off early in the season, which was good for that. Yeah, especially Monterey. We like yeah. starting there. But, you know, the socks, I'm expecting to not be able to get out of the building to be so many socks. That'd be nice. It's kind of like with us, once the holiday shopping starts, we're in Costco, it's like just buy a flat of... It's easy. That's it's right. Easy. Just That's buy right. a flat of something and put it in the barrel. But I will tell you, as much as we like to do that, because we want to take pictures and we want people to feel 
that they've helped. We, we go into a community to help that community. We will only help that community. Mm-hmm. We don't want the Red Cross be being sponsored a, a December People Show. We want the local food bank mm, or the local San Jose street team for here. You know, mm-hmm. that's and we go to Kansas. We have the Harvesters Food Bank, which does um, Topeka area. Yeah. Um, it has to be immediate, and the people have to see that what they're doing is helping their own people. So I like to say, we're the entertainment, but you guys, you're the ones that are really doing the good. As you walk out, look at those barrels of food and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you really you know? drilled, you really kind of reinforced that nicely on Saturday, too. I, it's funny that people bring food, oh, I have a couple cans, okay, you know. But they don't hone in on, well, I live in Silicon Valley here. Mm-hmm. You know how many homeless people and encampments? and right. I mean... Are you, this is Silicon Valley isn't a city. It's not even a state. It's its own country. We have our own economy here. Yeah. We can't uh, put out money to get rid of least the hungry people. Have more food banks and soup kitchen kind of things. Make sure they're fed. Let alone get them off the street. How hard could that be right. for the strongest economy in the world? Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's kind of especially when everybody's out buying food. It's the holidays. People, it's it's easy to buy a little extra and just toss it in a bin yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well. In let I take Topeka, Kansas, where they're uh, what is it, the twenty first November. They have banks that have December people show on their reader boards going around the bank. They mm. have the huge billboards up. The the food bank harvesters um is in cahoots with their big market like Safeway's called Hyvees. Hyvees, mm. if you go in and buy food to donate, they'll duplicate it. Oh, they'll now, match it. They buy into the whole thing while we're there. We're coming to Topeka, Kansas to help Topeka, Kansas, you know. And if we can do it, they jump on board and say, well, you, you can bring all your here. stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. we take a semi. I mean, we have a semi full of stuff. Well, you can yeah. tell by the lighting. It's right. huge, you right, know. Right. Um, and the PA, the lights, everything. We take it all. Wow. And That's a big it trip. goes with us. And they say, if you guys can make this effort to bring awareness and we bring food. We can do food, something, too. Yeah. You can't show this on your uh, your show here because I won't let you show a picture on your show, okay? Okay. But uh, I'm going to show you this food bank picture if I can find it while we're talking here. All it right. might take me a little while. Yeah, I was going to say as far as the, the, the Christmas in July thing too, it's good. There's a, a really good friend of ours that has a house concert series in Gilroy, and he does a big fundraiser every our mutual friend steve kritzer and i play yes some other, yeah. chuck played chuck mccabe the late great chuck played there yeah, every year fantastic and man. um we were doing a show summer before last and our friend from from gilroy came and steve kritzer was talking about doing this christmas album a few years back and he did it in july and so they decorated the studio and then our mm-hmm. friend eric um from from this um concert series says you know we thought of it let's do it let's do a july benefit too so the same show they do in, in December, they we, they did it last year in July and called it Christmas in July, and it was a big fundraiser. That's cool. So maybe that can catch on. And you can take a look at that. Wow, that's <clears> a lot of food. When we walk out. I'm looking at Robert's iPhone, there's a lot of food. Yeah, when we walk out and we see that, yeah, it's, you know, because it's not like we're getting rich doing this. We, right. What we're doing is trying to give back because we're so lucky the rest of the year, mm-hmm. you know. Even though Greg, Ken, and I took a hiatus last year, we did a new album that's almost done. Oh, nice. Next year, we plan to be out there playing again, so we'll be working hard. But at the end of the year, November, December, these guys and this band come together to do exactly that. Right. And uh, that feels good it's to walk out. It's a beautiful out. wide yeah. photo of the, the band and lots and lots of food. Pretty cool. That's cool that Greg Kinnan's a new work coming. I was talking to Lori once. So we'll just keep name-dropping Lori yeah, Roberts yeah. so she'll listen to this eventually. But I think when she emceed one of his 
Kin concerts at Shoreline a couple years ago. A Kinsert. Kinsert. And I got to see Kansas finally, and I never saw Kansas yeah. back in the day. And Kansas and, and Sticks, I, go, you know, I think, was our I go, I go, the only, my only nit was, again, it's like, Greg Kin didn't play long enough. I go, he's such an underrated songwriter. She goes, yeah, I agree. They always had us do 30 minutes, maybe, something yeah. like that, as people were walking in, because... What happened is the headliners, you know, we had Yes. Yeah, that's that's the one I went to. It was Yes in Kansas and Tommy oh, Shaw yeah. with Sticks. Yeah. Tommy Shaw. Yeah. But people want to do those concerts. It's a big, big mm. deal. And it was that was fun. Yeah, they'd buy into it and as more bands, you know, big bands bought into it, we'd have to take less and less time. Yeah, right, because so. <laughs> cause of the Shoreline curfew and because yeah, you can right. only fit so many bands in one. Yeah, it gets evening. old after four bands anyway, you know, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the concerts were a good thing. I, I wish we were still doing them, but um, we're sort of revitalizing it. The album's really good. The material's great. I would um, love to do a podcast for that, too. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, you know, um, I think probably in February is when we're going to sort of ramp it up again, and we got to finish the album. And, yeah, it'd be fun. You know, yeah. We could talk to both of you maybe or something. It'd be fun. Do some live playing or well, something. Greg has a lot to say. I doubt if I get <laughs> word and edgewise. Like, <laughs> I can always edit it down to like a reason. Oh, no. He, it'd, it'd he is fun. a great interview. He's the storyteller. Oh, my God. I used to love I had some friends when he was still on K-Fox going, he doesn't play any music. I go, I, go, I just love his, I don't, that's, that's his, he's a great storyteller. He's and they, they shut him up after a while too, and it sort of ruined the show. Yeah, it you know? did. It did. I'd rather yeah. hear, you know, and for me, it's like morning drive time is about listening to a comfortable voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, whether Plus it's... like a guy yeah. that, you know, toured with Rolling Stones. Yeah. Just you heard the, a story about uh, getting the cigarettes from Mick. Got a pack of cigarettes from Mick when no. they were somewhere. Because he said, can I bum a cigarette? He goes, yeah, take the whole pack. We get a whole bunch of them for, you know, our rotor, or our writer. Right, right. So we got this pack, and he wasn't going to smoke them. He took them home, put them on the mantle. He had a roommate <laughs> then. Went back out on tour. He came back. Where's my cigarettes? He goes, oh, I smoked them. I'll buy oh you a new God. pack. He goes, Mick Jagger, get me those cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> my God. They're irreplaceable. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm so glad you came out to a December People show. It's hard. Oh, me too. It, We've had a little bit of a hard time explaining exactly what it is. We do the classic Christmas carol. You can sing it. If you've never seen us ever, we're the only band you you've never sing heard every anything. Song. You can sing every song because you good, already know that's it. A good, that's a good promo for But it. you get the joke because, as you know, when it starts the Journey riff or it starts the Queen riff, which you missed last year. I know. Actually, it was, we only did it the first two years. Okay. It, it's very hard. Okay. Say, okay, that one's out. <laughs> um, was it the Brian May thing on Bohemia? What, what was what was the hard part about the Queen song, or just the whole arrangement? The vocals. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I'm going I off on tangents. Yeah, on Christmas boy, Day, all on that Queen harmony, and it changes keys in the middle of it. Right, you're gonna love it. And if if it's not on a CD that I have here, I'll, I might I'll be able to make you a copy. I'll put it in a podcast. Too. I know I saw go. I saw them. Well, I saw them back in 1980 with Freddie. Mm. And then I saw them, oh, it must have been seven years ago, when they, they toured with Paul Rogers. And I heard that was pretty good. And they, you know, for Bohemian Rhapsody, they they dropped a big screen and showed footage of Freddie singing, and, and it was great. That was something, yeah. yeah I, was, I didn't was, see it, but it was, I heard it. It was like it. a big tribute to Freddie, but it was good. By the way, you have the red Starbucks cup. I I'm do. Noticing. Do you know about those? I they know took all the Christmas things off them, and yeah, it's a communist it's the, conspiracy. It's the latest war on Christmas. You know what? It's not really a war on Christmas. <laughs> we're, call, we're calling it Christmas. Of course. <laughs> we're not going to bend any of that stuff, right? No. The, 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 the thing is about all that, if you just don't care, you just do what you do, and you don't judge everything, 
it goes away. But everybody has to judge. They have to have the little compartments for this. You, know, you have to be this. You have to be that. That's where our problems come. You know, yeah. just let everybody be their thing and don't judge them. Yeah. Why not? Coffee tastes the same. I mean, I have so many Jewish friends that actually do something for Christmas. Uh huh. They don't take offense. No. You know, they don't come out to see December people, but no, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend at work that so she goes, I don't care if you tell me Merry Christmas. I'm, I'm happy with Happy Hanukkah. I don't care. It's, it's, the, it's the spirit of the yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? And plus, you know, Hanukkah is about a war, I believe. So, because I'm trying to get a Hanukkah song. I really want to do a Hanukkah song, and I don't want it to be Adam Sandler's because that's, no, that's a pop it's, tune. It's, it's, yeah. And there's no such thing because um, hmm. they're they're sad and kind of about a war. I mean, I, I just can't quite figure it out. I've talked to so many people. Try. To I was going to ask. So, what song are there, are there? Are there either certain artists you haven't been able to find the right tune for, or certain Christmas songs you haven't been able to find the right tune for? What's what are it's some of both. the challenges you haven't been able to do yet? I'm dying to do a Stones thing. Right. But right. once the riff stops, there's no. Anything less I do, would Sympathy for the Devil. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. That would work, but that's not quite the song I want to use for a Christmas song. You know? right, right. Sympathy for the Devil, Merry Christmas. Would a ballad like Wild Horses? I mean, you've, you've probably tried all these already. There's no hook in Wild Horses. Uh, it's the voice. Um, it's the voice. Yep, it's, it's the, the voice. voice and, and the, the great lyric. So, um, yeah. you know, we do The Night Before Christmas like Stairway to Heaven. Mm hmm. That's got a whole bunch of people, even though it's a ballad, the 12 string, the picking of it it's is got unique. It's very, yeah. Yeah. You know, and the ba ba bum, all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do Aerosmith. I have the same problem. Steven Tyler is such a dynamo, singing-wise, oh, that right. you take him away from the verses, and the music's nothing. Dude looks like a lady. Danny, Danny. After that. To, Steve, to, to, to Perry, but Joe Perry, but yeah, you're right. You're there's, right. there's nothing. And, Which um, is probably why Queen was so hard, too. You know, the vocals were so... Yeah. But Queen is thematic i mean they go yeah. they step through things so it's like oh a it step builds through. it's big yeah it starts yeah I mean, you'll have to hear it I, i'm really proud of that one mm. um we have a beach boys medley that and we i'm happy do. you did queen actually i was looking at the board out i'm pointing out to the lobby where all my friends cds are <laughs> yeah. that you've worked yeah. on i'm like oh he did queen i don't think they played it I hope, okay so i was happy yeah <laughs> I, that lobby you're in we it's the uh I'm doing a, a video blog starting next year because I have so many artists like Michelle Chappell, who we talked about, mm -hmm. um, Leaf Sorby with the band Tempest. You know who Tempest is? Celtic oh, rock band? I saw a lot of them. Yeah, they're I've great. done 12 albums for them. Wow. And I have all this talent coming. I mean, I do the keyboard tracks for Sammy Hagar's live thing. Mm -hmm. All the Van Halen stuff they do, that's me playing keyboards. Nobody knows it. I, I don't need them to know it. Right. But that's done here. This is the world's best kept secret mm -hmm. that I want to do this video blog about every artist that I've ever worked with here, and maybe, you know, here is something we had to mic Michelle's guitar a certain way, or she nice. used a certain mic on her voice, you know, yeah. and this is my favorite song, and then play her song and talk about it a little bit. So it's called uh, Robert Berry's Famously Unknown. I like that. And I like it. It's just all those people on the wall, and really has nothing to do, it's not about selling sound tech, it's not about selling me, it's about showing some of this stuff. How many people have great things they're doing that you never heard of that right. maybe expose them and they can. That's kind of why I started you know. doing this podcast seven years ago. Start, I used to do, uh, I worked for the, Sentinel, the Santa Cruz Sentinel for a long time and started doing music reviews, interviews before I stopped doing that, before I started songwriting and that took over, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but then I thought I have a website. I don't want it just to be a promo piece. I'm like, podcast. So I've done just tons of these and it's fine. How long is your podcast? We've been talking for 45 minutes. Well, know? right now it's 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about a podcast, it can be as long as you want. Yeah. I don't edit, I just kind of let it go. So it, 
between half an hour and an hour usually. It's one big file okay. people download and listen to. So Let me ask you, do you know Brad Kava? He was the I do. reviewer for 20 years for Mercury yeah, yeah, News. Now yeah. he's with the Good Times in Santa Cruz. Right. And the, he was with the Patch for a while. Yeah, the Patch. Thing, you know, and yeah. He loves December people. Mm -hmm. And I say that because the 20 years he was with Mercury News, I don't think he wrote one good review about anybody. He was really rough on people. You had to impress him. Right. He just wrote me. He goes, saw the show Saturday night. It passed by in minutes. Um, now, there's not a better compliment from right. a guy that is in that business. For that long and wow. wrote that much copy. And it almost brings a tear to my eye. I think, oh, wow, and that, that was heavy, you know. Wow. Nice. I mean, Very nice. And because, like you, he's a musicologist because he really knows music. So when we do the slightest little thing in a song, um, like David Lauser does a Keith Moon thing on the cymbals, Brad, no, oh, that's, oh, that yeah, was Quadrophenia, yeah. that little cymbal thing. Yeah. I recognize it. He gets it, you know. Yeah. Makes it that much more fun. And, of course... It makes it complicated in that way, in getting it, wanting to make sure you don't miss anything. That's what makes it go by so fast. Mm -hmm. But just I was just that when you open the show with, I'm not giving it away. Yes, go no, see fine. the show. That's no, good, King Wenceslas. Yeah. Dire Straits. And when you were just, <laughs> but you, you went into this medley of just pieces of songs, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was just little, the little riffs, the little yeah, the little pieces of the symbol, just every little tone. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I, I got to tell you that the Good King Wenceslas. I really wanted to do uh, Money for Nothing is something that's one of those like the Stones. Mm -hmm. and I thought, man, I cannot do anything because once that I want my MTV. Once mm -hmm. that part's done, which is kind of cool, it's just the story that Knopfler sings about these refrigerator repairman mover guys. Right. There's nothing to it. And I tried on different songs. Like, oh, man. Then Good King Wenceslas is a funny song. He's he's eating, you know. Either he's, <laughs> yeah. feast, he's feasting. And I went, wow, you know, there's a story. And as it really is a story. He's looking out over his people, and he sees this guy out there, and, you know, wonder where he lives. And it was like, there's just, and it worked. I mean, you, you heard the, the yeah. first verse because we morphed into something else, but... I think it's funny when it comes on because nobody knows what that's going to be. You know, also it's good when yeah. Wednesday's lost, and then we go into uh, one or another favorite. I think when and I think with just when the the drums, just yeah. like I was just like I think out loud I said, "Oh my god, this is going <laughs> to be know? fun." And of course, our lighting is like the drums are pounding, the lights are just yeah. so bright. We have all go LED. see the show. You know, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Billy Idol, "White Wedding Like White Christmas." Yeah, that was was fun. a uh, three years ago. A audience member wrote me, mm -hmm. you ought to try that. I go, that's my work. That worked. Unlike the guy that wanted the queen. And what did what'd you come up with? What's your, what's wrong with you? you know, <laughs> I need I need more help than this. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, wait, well, you, were, you covered queen. You're done. You're good. I had yeah, songs but, you, but you had a song. What was it? Away in a Manger for the opening. Yeah, but you, but to, to what? Well, it was Bohemian Rhapsody, which is the obvious Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I was, I was, all right. I was dusting off my Christmas songs for for December, going that would work as Bohemian Rhapsody and Alleluia for the acapella piece, and maybe go tell them. I had this, there whole, you go. this whole thing that already covers. That was. I wanted to bring you something so it wouldn't just say, "Do you like song by the Clash?" Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, Clash. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, that was like I say on the first album too. So that was one of the when the record company got that. Mm -hmm. They the two things when they got uh, Night Before Christmas, Led uh, Stairway to Heaven. It was a reaction because they asked you to do what? Did, what did they think? I still have the email here. Uh, they. Is this one of those like weird hate mails people read? Look what someone sent me. You got to hear this. They have. They had no idea they would be like that. I don't even know if I can find it that easy. But it was really. They were blown away because they had no idea that they would fit like they. Oh, okay. It was good. Yeah. 
Let's see here. No, that's not it. And th that's the main reason I kept the uh, the email because it was just. It's a nice kind of rainy day thing. Oh, he likes yeah. this. Look at this. I surprised somebody. The very first thing before anybody heard it or anybody knew what was going on, the record company said something that said, "Wow, I can't believe how good that is." You know, nice. and that meant a lot. Sure. Because you know, I'm I'm doing this concept. I'm thinking, oh, people are gonna like this, and you never really know what people are gonna like. You know? Right. What yeah. I always say when I'm when I'm performing is if it's a nice intimate crowd I say you know you you write these songs at home and you this is something Chuck McCabe told me Chuck said I'll link Chuck McCabe in this too because we both knew Chuck oh um, yeah Chuck said he goes I always write songs for me but I also write them knowing that someone's going to hear them at some point you know so you write stuff for yourself but then you know you never know how it's really going to fly until you That's take right. it in front of people and when it works you're like oh this is this is like the coolest thing ever I Probably told this, you yeah I saw Chuck just a month before he was gone, uh -huh. and <clears throat> when I was at Tiki, so when I recorded before I had Sound Tech, uh -huh. must be thirty years ago, I recorded a song for him, and I said, "Chuck, I still remember that song. You know, I do a hundred songs for songwriters a year. A hundred songs—that's a lot wow. of songs, plus my own career." Uh -huh. And feeling it all for the first time, and he went, "You remember that feeling is so brand new, uh -huh. feeling it all for the first time." And then he goes, "You remember that song?" I said, "It was one of my favorites." Chuck McCabe song, that would be 100 songs a year times. <laughs> That's a lot of songs. There's a lot of CDs on that, on that wall in there, yeah. and every wall in there. Yeah. So. Well, Chuck McCabe's a good way to end this with. So I wanted to say that December People, it's a, it's, it's a great idea. It, the CDs are great. If you can catch the show, DecemberPeople.com, RobertBerry.com. Yeah. Um, it's also for a great cause. You're, bring, you're helping, encouraging people to bring food to feed people at the holidays, which is really Definitely. important. Definitely. That's why we come together, because we're, we're playing all year. You know, right. we don't need to do this. We want to do it. Right. So. And we want you to keep doing it. So thanks. Good talking to you. I'm glad you came by. Once again, Robert Berry at his Soundtech studio live in Campbell, California, talking about the December People Project. Robert, if you're still listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lori Roberts, who's probably still listening, thanks for hooking us up. And uh, again, they have three CDs you can get. There's December People, a classic rock Christmas, which has a, a Tom Petty version of Silver Bells, and go find it and just listen. There's Rattle and Humbug, and there's December People 3. They're all great. I put them on at Christmas or surprise some folks and shove it into your holiday mix they're going to go is that journey oh it's a christmas song it's really yeah it's it's insanely clever it's fun and the music the, the musicianship is obviously great too so once again robert berry and the december people robertberry.com b-e-r-r-y and decemberpeople.com again you can see them in campbell on december 10th in pleasantville on december 12th a couple other dates look at decemberpeople.com and again, one more quick plug for me if you want to find out about my Lump of Coal EP and the Krampus Christmas Ornament, michaelgaither.com. But uh, yeah, check out decemberpeople.com. It's, again, it's, it's, they do it for, to, to, raise, to raise food, and it's, just, and it's just really, really cool stuff. Hard to describe, but go, go to a show, buy the CDs. Uh, coming up next on Songs and Stories, we're going to go back to the interview I was going to put on this time is um, my chat with Amy Rigby from our show together last month. Amy's this great songwriter from New York. She'll be on in a, in a, in a few weeks or so. We'll talk to her and listen to some of her tunes. In the meantime, whether you heard this on Grateful Dread Radio Nashville or Casey Cafe Radio or 
uh, caught this on Twitter or Facebook or my website or iTunes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Buy these artists' CDs. They're just incredible, or I wouldn't spend the time talking to them. Once again, for Songs and Stories, I'm Michael Gaither. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you or listen to me next time on Songs and Stories. Thanks. Take care.